Sarah Anderson. Welcome back to the C.L. Bryan Show. How you doing, friend? Hey, CL. Great to hear your voice always. So glad to be here. Glad to be uh, have you with me, uh, Sarah. Let me let me let's get, jump right in this conversation. There's two things I want to talk to you about. Two things I want you to uh, uh, share with the audience. Number one. Uh, when we see the flurry of whatever they put in front of Joe being signed, does Joe have, have a clue what he's signing? Does he understand the damage that he's doing? Is this by design? What type of policy are they putting forth in front of the American people? How detrimental to us is it? Talk to us, Sarah Anderson. I mean, so what they've done, um, obviously the Biden administration came in swinging with no, uh, holding no punches really on, issuing executive orders that reimposed the regulatory burden that President Trump spent four years slashing. Um, they released sort of an outline of the different themed days they're going to be working on that's throughout last week and this week, uh, really just reimposing a lot of the burdensome government mandates that we've seen on the economy, using COVID as an excuse to expand massive government programs, and really, again, like I said, reversing a lot of the awesome work that the Trump administration had done to unleash a prosperous economy. Um, so each day this week, Freedom Works has been pushing back against the work that they're doing. Today um, is their themed day on climate. Um, yesterday was the one on equity. You had a great statement from FreedomWorks. On, you can find it on FreedomWorks.org about uh, the Biden administration's agenda there and their hypocrisy with the 94 crime bill. Previous to that, their Buy America agenda that really just makes uh, taxpayers spend more dollars on things that we don't have the funds to do that for. Um, and going forward tomorrow, we have to look forward to, I guess, um, expansion of government intrusion in health care. So that's what they're doing tomorrow. Um, and from there on out, immigration, a whole host of other things that are just really going to wreak havoc on our economy that's already struggling to come back from COVID. And uh, we are in the midst of coming back from COVID. Sarah, are you seeing jobs being lost? Is this going to happen due to this Joe Biden policy? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you've already seen it with the cancellation of the Keystone XL pipeline, which was part of their climate agenda. Um, of course, there's tons of jobs that are created by that, not that those types of government-sponsored union jobs are the ones that we prefer to see, but Joe seems to have no regard for those people either, the blue-collar types of people that they're working to stand up for um, or supposedly doing that. Of course, you know, he said to those people, well, you guys can just go get a new job, um, and that's really not the, the mentality that we need from a leader of our country. Obviously, for four years, we saw President Trump looking out for the small man, um, and now it seems that as the Democratic establishment is back in office. It's business as usual, um, just using people to get votes where they can and ignoring them otherwise. Friends, you are becoming the puppets of big government. Freedom Works is dedicated to fighting that every step of the way. And one of the reasons why we want to uh, stand uh, and want you to stand with us on this next topic is because it directly invades your right to your child. Sarah, when we talk about school choice, uh, give yeah. us uh, your rundown and give us Freedom Works uh, take on why we should support it. Yeah, I mean, this has been one of the most mind-boggling things this week. As soon as um, one of our Hill allies um, over in Representative Scalise's office sent us over this agenda that the Biden administration was going to be working on from January 24th to January 29th, um, I'm reading things such as, you know, again, climate, equity, immigration, health care. Missing from there, of course, is anything on education. 
Um, this week is National School Choice Week. FreedomWorks has launched a whole campaign around this. But, of course, that's just the beginning of this year, our work on educational choice and um, really opportunities for kids to seek the education that works for them, for families to look to places other than the public school system if the public school system doesn't work for them. See, I went to public school my entire life. I was blessed to live um, in an area that had wonderful elementary school, middle school, high school, and I went to a public college as well. Um, but the truth is we're, we live in a massive country, and, of course, public schools cannot nor should they be expected to work for every single American. Um, and the democratic efforts to just quash any type of education outside of public schooling is really such a disservice to students who have such unique needs. Every student is different, and that should be celebrated, not stifled. So National School Choice Week and our efforts is really about expanding opportunities for kids to learn in the way that works best for them, whether it be in public school, in a private school, especially a home school these days that a lot of parents' jobs are remote, and if their kid is doing virtual learning anyway, they might as well um, you know, be able to take those dollars that would be spent on them in the public school system and be able to seek an in-school, an in-home uh, educational opportunity for their students. Does, so again, it's not about attacking the public school system; it's about supporting kids. Does this, Sarah, uh, help then even uh, families uh, more so in the inner city with the ability to choose the school that they would want their child to go to? How would that work? You know, really, uh, the the mechanism here is the idea that dollars spent on education should follow students instead of systems. Um, there seems to be a lot of confusion about the way our education system is funded. Um, in reality, most of the money funnels through states. And the simple concept here is, hey, if, this, if you choose not to enroll your student in public school, whether you're in an inner city or in a rural area, those dollars should be given back to the families to seek an education that works for them. So yes, it's in inner cities, it's in rural areas, it's really anywhere that students realize that an education outside of the public school system is what they need. Um, and it should be pretty straightforward, right, to take these dollars and instead of spending them on public schooling, give them to families. So that's really just what we're after. Um, and yeah, it absolutely does apply to inner cities as well. What, uh, what role, if any, do the teachers' union have in uh, this type of legislation and policy? Um, yeah, so this is where we run into the, the biggest problem is these teachers unions that advocate on behalf of teachers instead of students. And obviously there are a number of wonderful, wonderful teachers in the public school system. And this is not about harping on them or harping on the work that they do. In fact, most of them want the students to get the best education that they can. Um, but the teachers unions, of course, it's in their best interest and they um, you know, effectively have so much control over the education system that it's nearly impossible to be a public school teacher and not be part of the public school teachers union. I mean, even in some cases, I know in Virginia, where I live, um, there's efforts of the teachers union to quash voices of teachers who think that students should return to learning in person. Um, and that type of, you know, blatant misrepresentation of what teachers even want for their students is what's so wrong. So you see uh, systems prioritizing uh, teachers and administration officials over the value of student education, which is what's so tragic. Sarah Anderson is my special guest here today. And Sarah, I want you to sort of sum this up for us as policy director for FreedomWorks, freedomworks.org. Go there, become a part of the movement. 
uh, sum this up uh, for us and tell us uh, in your um, view of what you would see as a system that would be feasible and would work in our educational uh, system here in America? What would be a, a feasible, a workable educational picture that you would paint for Americans if you were able to paint it? Yeah. Well, I'm really excited because I think it's starting to form across the country. Legislators in at least 14 states, I think the last time I checked, have introduced legislation in their states, which is really where this issue should begin and end. Um, according to the Constitution, you know, there should be no role for the federal government in education. And so legislators at the state level are taking taking initiative to introduce bills to create mostly what are called education savings accounts or um, scholarship tax credit programs that allow dollars to follow students. So again, simply what that means, um, everywhere from states like New Hampshire, Iowa, Missouri, I know Virginia, there's a wonderful delegate. We just released a live stream from Virginia Delegate Weber who introduced a bill to do this. Again, just to take the exact dollar amount that would be spent on a student in the public school system if they choose not to enroll in public school to give those dollars to families. It's really quite straightforward. Um, it's going to take a big effort to overcome the teachers' unions who obviously oppose this type of effort, but that would be the, the most workable system. Of course, you're not taking um, resources away from public schools because if the students aren't using those resources, they should be able to follow them elsewhere. So we're going to be working in a number of different states throughout the country this year to advance legislation like that. Um, and hopefully give students an opportunity to seek the education that works for them. Great mind that you have, Sarah. You know I admire it. And all of you who go to FreedomWorks, FreedomWorks.org, you will find other great minds that the Lord has blessed us with there in that organization. Become a part of the movement. Become a part of the movement. Uh, Six million strong. Become a part of us. Find out why. We are making an impact. Sarah, continue to do the work that you do. God bless you and keep you is my prayer for you. Fight the good fight. I know that you Absolutely. will. Absolutely. Because you are. And I'll talk to you soon, friend. 